E-S-N-Y. Welcome to Clean Sweep, Elite Sports New York's Brooklyn Nets podcast, hosted by Elite Sports Radio. We are back, uh, actually recording another pod, basically 24 hours after our last one, uh, because there's a lot of news coming out today. Spencer Dinwiddie tested positive for coronavirus. He says he still wants to play in the bubble, but obviously, um, actually, he's, he said he's experiencing symptoms, so obviously... He's not sure if he can go down there. So that was the first bit of news that came out today. And then right after it, um, you know, maybe an hour or two after, DeAndre Jordan learned that he tested positive for coronavirus. He announced that and also announced that he's not going to be coming or he's not going to be going down to Orlando uh, for the NBA's restart. So actually one of the things we talked about yesterday was the Nets losing one center would have put them in a tough position and that's exactly right. what happened. Um, so, yeah, obviously the Nets are in a tough spot here. They're already down Durant. They're already down Kyrie. Um, you know, Nicholas Claxton, you name it. There's a bunch of guys missing. You add Jordan to that list. You can maybe add Dinwiddie to that list. It's looking rough for the Nets right now. And I guess I'll just jump into it now with you, Nolan. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't give, didn't give you an intro. <laughs> Nolan Jensen, the ah, no co-host. Uh, I just dove right into the news. But, yeah, let's just dive into it. Do you think it even makes sense for the Nets to go down to Orlando at this point? Um, to answer your question, Danny, um, I thought about this quite a bit. It's not some impulse decision. I, I don't think it is. I mean, right now you got Sean Mark scrambling, trying to fill in the tail end of the rotation, grab 17 guys to send down to the bubble. When in all actuality, I mean, this team's ceiling is what? A sacrificial lamb? to the Milwaukee Bucks mm. in the first seed. So it's it, it, from that aspect, it doesn't really feel like it's worth it. I mean, why put more players at risk? Um, I mean, the Nets had a depleted roster 24 hours ago. Now they lost an additional 40% of their starting five. So, no, uh, I'm not sure how you feel. I know that uh, we didn't have a Twitter back and forth, but you, you were not exactly mm. on the other uh, end of the spectrum, but you brought up some valid points stating otherwise. Yeah, no, I, and actually the reason why we were having this pod was basically because I saw your tweet and, you know, I had a – not that we disagree necessarily, but my counter argument to your point, you know, and I, I think it's valid because obviously we don't know anything about this virus so far. Like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, players' health and safety should come first and foremost. And the fact that, you know, the Nets are kind of going down like flies, I think that definitely matters and we definitely should take that into account. But on the flip side, for me, if they're going to be playing the games and they're going to be having the bubble in Orlando, I think it's it's um, essentially the guys like Justin Anderson, uh, Lu- Luau Cabarro, Chris Chioza, Tyler Johnson. Like those guys, they're playing for, you know, basically to prove to people that they deserve to be in the NBA and they deserve a chance. And you only get so many of those chances, especially, you know, a guy like Chris Chios has been stuck in the G League for a while. 
really just kind of came into his own before all this happened. I think those guys, and even, you know, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, you know, even guys like that, if they want to play, I think, you know, they deserve the opportunity to play. But the one thing that really does kind of worry me now is that it looks like, you know, obviously this is such a contagious disease. It looks like it's a possibility that one team will get, you know, kind of if one guy on the team has it and they're all together, you know, they're all in close quarters and things like that. It scares me because it looks like this might be something where, you know, five or six guys come down with coronavirus on, you know, on a team. And at that point, you know, if the Bucks lose four starters, you know, and, and two bench guys, how can you continue with, you know, a playoff series if they're, you know, right. they're, they're down so many guys. So for me, that's the thing that's kind of scaring me right now because I could see this easily turning into a situation where, you know, one team just gets ravaged with coronavirus and they got to pull out and then, you know, say they're up 3-1 and all of a sudden they just have to forfeit those games. Like, I don't know what the, uh, what the logistics are there, but no, yeah. Yeah, like that might sound like absurd to some, but that's actually a legitimate, you know, that's it's it's a scare. We we just unprecedented times. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, all of a sudden, um, a major player like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. pivotal game four, could go down with a novel disease that's obviously spreading across the entire globe. That we don't we don't know anything about. Huge, like, yeah, it's, exactly. We're we all. I mean, you know, I know we've all been locked down for so long, and we think, you know, it's probably oh, it's probably over. But I mean, we don't. We mm-hmm. we we literally don't know how this is going to affect sports. Uh, I mean, I think the fact that we have schedules for things, and you know, NHL is coming back, NBA, MLB, like that is all making us feel very good right now, and think you know, kind of oh, you know, sports are back, we're going to be fine. But at the same time, you know, there's outbreaks going on throughout sports, college football, NFL, MLB, NBA, obviously, uh, you know, the Nets, four players, I think people forget this, four Nets, including Kevin Durant, tested positive for it, you know, back in mid-March. So this is clearly, you know, when you're in those close quarters and things like that, this is clearly something that's going to spread. I hope, you know, I hope I'm wrong and I hope things end up, you know, the safety protocols and all that end up working, but I I honestly, I don't know. I'm not too confident about it after this day of, you know, Brooklyn Nets news. See, my thing is, is that the Nets as an organization, because like you, you make, you know, make valid points, you know, for guys like Chris Chioza, Justin Anderson, TLC, you know, the, the type of guys that don't have a consistent uh, spot on the Brooklyn Nets rotation. This is kind of a platform for them to mm-hmm. showcase that they belong moving forward. So with that being said, I believe the Nets as an organization should be able to sit down and talk this out, weigh out the pros, the cons. I mean, like at this point, this is a completely depleted roster. I mean, realistically, these next eight regular season games, you know, five of of the eight are against below 500 teams, but they could really go 0-8 at this point. You know, it's... If they lose Dinwiddie, that's, I mean... They're really going on like Long Island Nets at this point. If you think, like... If they have Dinwiddie, you think about Dinwiddie and Levert, you got a puncher's chance in in some of those games, yeah. you know, like against the Magic, against the Wizards, like games like that. Um, right. I forget, you know, the Suns or, you know, Kings, whoever it is, the Western Conference. Like Dinwiddie and Levert, you got, you got a chance in that. But if it's just Levert and then, you know, obviously Joe Harris and Jared Allen, but still that that's like a tough, a tough sell when you really have one guy who's like a legitimate creator type mm-hmm. where 
if I mean, if if that's if Lavert's the guy, I don't think they're going to fall out of the playoffs just because I mean, six games making Wizards up six games, yeah, making up six games in eight games is crazy, and the Wizards are not that good, so I don't think they're going to fall out of the playoffs. But like you kind of said in the beginning, they just they're going to end up being the sacrificial lamb to Giannis and the Bucks in four games. Right. So best case scenario for the Nets probably entering the bubble is if they were to go 0-8 and if the Wizards were to go, say, 2-6, and uh, made up that four-game lead and they play a play-in series and they beat the Nets mm-hmm. back-to-back, eliminating them from the playoffs and the Nets get the lottery pick. And right now, as this stands, that feels like it's the best-case scenario for the Brooklyn Nets. And that's just – it's just what are we doing here? It's not, it's not exactly worth it. I mean, we got Rodeon Cruz right now as probably our backup five. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we are completely depleted. We need depleted. Sorry, we need literally everything, be it plug and play wings, uh, guards that can create for others and play make. You know, at least competent ones. We need front court players. We need a little bit of everything. And Marks is running out of time to add in all those pieces to send down to the bubble just to get you know destroyed essentially by the mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors or the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round series. So it's just. At that point, I can't really justify going. I mean, again, like I said, it's going to be – I hope it's an organizational decision. I hope they're able to um, sit down and weigh everything out accordingly and then make a decision as a as a team. I don't know the logistics. Like, I don't know how you make this work. It's unprecedented times. I don't know if they get, you know, potentially bounced. And the 17th-seeded team in the league goes in or the, the Wizards go in and they, they, they just go home. I'm not exactly entirely sure how that would work, but at this point, it just seems like there needs to be a stipulation. It seems like there needs to be a provision for the Brooklyn Nets to sit this one out because, like, look at what's going on right now. It's been an absolute, like, worst-case scenario for that organization. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you're making good points, but at the same time, I don't – like, I just – I don't think it's going to happen just because, like – so the the Nets like they clearly the Nets have something to gain by missing the playoffs because you know a lottery pick, um, and can like we'll, if they just say all right we're backing out as the seven seed will give us a lottery pick then be yeah, I, I, I feel like yeah they won't like yeah. they won't be like oh okay that's cool guys like and then the Warriors <laughs> no, or the the Wizards I mean will be like oh yeah and actually we you know we don't want our pick either so it's cool like there's. It it do, and it does make sense just because, like obviously the health and safety stuff like that should be taking precedence and that should matter over mm-hmm. everything. Like say every Brooklyn Net opts out, they can't force them to play. Like they they obviously can't force any team to play if they don't want to. So there are ways where the Nets could conceivably like get out of it. I just I don't see it happening. Um, but yeah, sorry sorry to interrupt. You know what it's almost come to like a uh, a relief expansion draft for the Brooklyn Nets at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at all the players that they lost. There's only so much time Marks has to yeah new guys. I mean, I, I was – I mean, I, we were kind of talking about it yesterday. Uh, the one, like, kind of position you and I were saying was, like, a guy who can play the four and then, you know, sometimes the five maybe too, like a big man like that. And, uh, like, I haven't – I mean, I haven't done a ton of, like, crazy research into it but is there anyone out there on the market who like even makes sense um, for that i mean like you've got guys like an isaiah hartenstein but he's not eligible jordan bell um he wasn't even eligible to play in these playoffs but he just signed in cleveland mm-hmm. 
it's, yeah, like who's who's eligible who's eligible yeah. to play like and fill that position? Like what are the what are the net are they I mean, I'm all for signing Michael Beasley, but is like <laughs> is that what it's gonna come to? <laughs> like I know uh, John Hollinger just had a um an article in the Flat Eight he was mentioning like Dante Hall, I think he was in the G League for like Santa Cruz or not. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, just, just, just players that we've never really heard of before as, you know, throw-ins to go down to the bubble and play in a nice yeah. uniform. It's, it's, I, it's essentially reached that point, right? So I guess, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I mean, like, it's going to be G-leaguers who, you know, weren't signed to a deal and, you know, are, are you know, ready to play. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's crazy that it's come to it, and you you brought up Isaiah Hartenstein, but yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think like so many of these guys who've been waived recently like aren't even eligible because you know yeah, exactly. be the that March first, um, so yeah, it's weird 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 times for sure with um with these Brooklyn Nets. I don't know. It's we yesterday I think we ended the pod kind of so excited about you know at least being able to watch some basketball and things like that. And then, you know, we get hit with this gut punch today. This uh, that's twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty four yeah. hours is all the difference in the world. Yeah, no, that's that's the truth, man. Yeah. I just hope that, you know, no other nets were affected because at this point you mm-hmm. just want the best for the players' safety. That's essentially what matters, you know, all these personnel uh matters, they're all second to that. They take a back burner. So Yeah. No, I, I agree because we think about the players and we think about the players getting tested, but there's obviously, you know, a ton of coaches, personnel, staff, you know, Disney people, you know, NBA people, whatever, what you know, a million different people down there. So yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, any kind of final closing thoughts uh, on this? Um, you know, just as mentioned, you just, all you can really do is hope for a full, you know, speedy, healthy recovery for Spencer Dinwiddie, for DeAndre Jordan, who was uh, asthmatic. Um, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie had uh, tightness in the chest, and mm-hmm. that's not something you want to hear about. We don't know the long-term uh, effects of this novel disease. All you can really do is hope that they are, you know, who they were 24 hours, 48 hours ago, whatever the case may be, before they uh, got news that they contracted it. Yeah. And um, I guess just to kind of piggyback off your point and I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of people like saying, you know, like, Oh, they shouldn't be sitting out. Like, especially like guys like Wilson Chandler who don't have, you know, coronavirus that we know of at least, you know, I haven't seen a ton of people, you know, making that argument of, Oh, they shouldn't be staying home. And like, I think we, we talked about it yesterday and I just want to reiterate it that, you know, it's, it's a personal decision for these guys. You know, if, LeBron James, you know, the best player in the league to, you know, the worst player in the league. If any of them want to sit out for any reason, you know, be it health, family, you know, even, you know, the social justice, if if that's something that they want to choose to sit out for, like, it's a personal decision. And, you know, we just got to respect, we got to respect what they, uh, what they choose. And obviously, you know, we're, we're basketball writers, we're basketball podcasters, we're going to talk about things from a basketball sense, you know, and, you know, how does Wilson Chandler affect this and that, you know, we're going to dive into that. But I think, you know, I speak for both of us when I say that obviously we care more about, you know, these guys being healthy and these guys, you know, you know, just being taken care of more than, you know, whatever's happening on the court. Yeah. Roster hypotheticals in the grand scheme of things mean very little with everything that's transpiring in the world. So completely agree with you there, Danny. 
yeah, no, it's fun to talk about that stuff, but you know, got to get serious a little bit sometimes, but, uh, thank you for, uh, thanks for listening again, guys. Uh, this was a quick one, obviously, but, uh, we just wanted to kind of add a little, uh, add a little bit to what we talked about yesterday and, uh, you know, kind of go over some of this new and tough news for, uh, for the net. So thanks for listening and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time.